man, this journal. Remember the first time I really wrote in this was the night before my last day in Reno, last day as an accountant. And I've taken it to all the countries I've been in since then. I've been writing it consistently. It's been a long time. I Well, it's all banged up now. It's duct taped on multiple parts of the journal. It's all seen a lot of wear. Taking it to more countries than I can count. And well, now the last page of it has been filled. And I remember the, I got this journal from my old accounting firm when I first started there, right after I graduated in the January 2018. Whereas now it's time to move on to a new journal. I was never, at that time, wise enough nor patient enough to realize I need to take a step back and reassess the situation. I need to account for better information and pivot my direction based on that better information. So at the end of the semester, you know, December 2017, within two weeks of finishing college, two weeks of leaving the University of Nevada, Reno, I came back to Reno to begin my life in corporate America. Alright, so after finishing university, graduating from the University of Nevada, Reno, in December of 2017, it was a rather brief holiday season for me. Well, brief, well, brief, from, brief break from work or school. As I, in January next year, January 2018, I started, the real, started working in the real world. I was pursuing an accounting career at the time. So, I remember moving back to Reno during that period, going and entering the workforce. And I've been back to Reno many times, countless times, as I lived in Reno, I lived in Reno for three and a half years up to that point. And I would go back during the start of the semester. And this time though, it felt different. It felt different because I lost my support network the support network being the university I attended, UNR. I lost it, well, because I wasn't a student anymore. So with that, losing that support network, I could no longer, I was no longer living in dorm, for example, and I could walk downstairs to talk to the person at the front desk if I needed something, or if there was an emergency, such as if I broke my leg, there was, that was missing, there were no, school clubs I could join outside of classes so that I can interact and socialize with people that have similar interests to me. Nor did I have the support network of classmates that attended the same class as me. After class perhaps we can work on a project together, maybe we can hang out together after that. So all that was gone and that's just the reality of moving into the real world, especially when you're moving to a new city. You lose a lot of support networks, you're a lot more isolated. And since that time, I've moved to not just different cities, I've moved across continents. And this lesson of the difference between moving somewhere for school and moving somewhere for work, that lesson has stood me well. So I remember 
walking to my apartment, it was, I felt isolated. It was just a studio apartment, about 400 square feet around there. Spacious for a college kid, someone that just graduated college, especially since there was no furnishing. You know, there was no bed, no tables, no chairs. You know, it's just bare bones. You have the bathroom, you have the kitchen. That was about it. Did that, and after getting set up in my apartment, I was setting a pace to, you know, get used to being the real world, get used to being an accountant. Was I was setting a pace, and the work there was tedious, not very exciting, and kind of mundane. The task they had me doing was menial. Of course, I can't really complain about that because as a young person, a young man that's just starting out in his career, you can't really expect to have a strong leadership role when you're unproven. So, you know, I didn't really have a problem with that per se. The problem I did have was I didn't have enough work. So, I remember I asked a couple of times for more senior staff members to give me more tasks and responsibilities and I came out with nothing and beginning new work. Which it hurt, the rejection hurt. And the reason I didn't ask again after asking just a couple of times was because you know I was afraid. I was afraid that in reality there was not enough work to go around. And since there was not enough work to go around I'll be cut, I'll be fired. So I just reverted back to my wallflower self, just keeping to myself, pretending to be busy, keeping my head down. Of course, this ruse didn't last very long. Eventually, it was found out that I was very productive and I was brought into the vice president's office and asked to explain myself. Luckily for me, I wasn't fired and I based that on luck alone. They gave me more work instead. And the reason why I felt this fear of being fired was because I failed to understand and implement a simple truth. And this truth that I'm referring to is, was best espoused by Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale is a famous American author and speaker. He put it really well, this fear that I had of being fired by comparing a company with a ship. Right, so if you think of a company as a ship, you think of, you have a ship that's smooth sailing. You know, there's no problem, you know, everything is going fine, it's good weather. To have that, after that good weather, you know, the people on the ship, they begin wanting the finer things in life, like having luxuries and things that are nice to have, but you don't need them. And that's not a problem when you have room to spare, you know. There's good economic weather, company's going fine, the ship is doing well. But when, not if, when things take a turn for the worse, when ship encounters bad weather, bad economic times, you know, it becomes necessary to throw away the 
fine silks that you've brought onto the ship. Throw away the succulent mangoes that are no longer needed. The ship is sinking, or is in danger of shipping, of sinking. Because it is in danger of going under, happens from the fact. And how about the crew members? Do the crew members get thrown overboard? Of course not. Crew members are needed to maintain the ship so that it's in good condition and is able to run and continue its course. So as long as the ship, as the company, continues to run, the crew members will continue to be on that ship. It's the other things, the unnecessary things that get tossed overboard. So you take that analogy and put it with people. Yep. You have the people that are deemed essential services. They provide essential services. They are the crew members. They are needed to maintain the company. To They are the skeleton crew, essentially. And on the other hand, it's the people that are brought on during the good economic times. They are extra hands that are nice to have. They help take off the burden from the people that are essential, but they're not necessary. Those are the inessential people. So you think of the crew, the ship analogy, the crew, they are the essential workers, the people that provide essential services, while the people that are nice to have, the extra hands that are brought on during good economic times, they are the cargo. So if you're an employee, no matter what type of employee you are, you have to ask yourself, in your organization, in your company, are you essential or inessential? Are you a member of the crew or part of the cargo?